Changes are coming fast and furious in DC, but how are they going to affect your company, if at all? Welcome to the Vanguard Forum on what general counsels should be thinking about and what they should do and not do as the Biden administration moves forward. I'm Irene Silber with the Vanguard Network, and we're going to spend the next 20 minutes hearing from two experienced public policy hands. Bob Bailey is currently the Chief Legal Officer for Ciox Health, and Rob Lively was the Vice President of Global Governmental Affairs for Allergan. After we hear from them, we'll also listen to a few GCs who attended our virtual forum held just a few days before President Biden took office. We started our discussion with the obvious. This transition has been unlike any other in American history, and a number of companies were reacting to the violent events of January 6th. Ken Banta, founder and principal of the Vanguard Network, moderated the discussion. He asked Bob Bailey what general counsels should be doing right now. My, my natural tendency, and I think the tendency of most GCs, is to, uh, to be calm when things are not. <laughs> uh, and, and so uh, that tendency and that trait should, should find its way into play more, more, uh, more so in this context than anywhere else. Um, yes, I believe it should be business as usual. Uh, I believe that uh, uh, the, the act of gov governing and the role of governing goes beyond politics. Uh, many of us, as we sit around the table here or on the Zoom call, are affected far more by what happens at the administrative level and the regulatory level within, uh, within, within DC or within our government than it does um, at the congressional level uh, or certainly uh, certainly at you know, the level of uh, impeachment hearings and the like. And so we need to stay focused on the prize, which is really, really going to be won or lost uh, on the administrative and, and uh, regulatory side in many cases, or in some of the minor matters that come up uh, through legislation. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. Rob? I, I would agree with Bob. Uh, earlier today, I was uh, reading the Edelman Trust Report that just came out. And what was striking was that uh, businesses and CEOs in particular are ranked uh, very highly, something like 68% among most survey participants as being people that are uh, reliable, able to solve great problems and uh, would like to have them involved in some of the great issues today, such as the vaccine rollout for COVID. But uh, general counsels like Tom and Bob and the rest of you, you need to take a longer view of what is in the crucial interest of your companies right now and to avoid what I would call the uh, fiasco vortex of everything taking place at the moment. Not get uh, baited to uh, leap in and focus more intensely on what are your real priorities heading into this time. Uh, McKinsey does a study of every couple of years about uh, uh, government affairs, its value, and over the years, their rough estimate in terms of the economic impact of this role for many companies is around 30% of revenues. And depending on the higher the involvement of government oversight and regulation of your particular business, that number could go far higher if you're in financial services or healthcare, things of that sort, where uh, 
regulatory bodies and the government have a, a lot more to say on your ability to enter a market and how do you uh, market that uh, service or product that you have. Uh, another study talked about uh, those companies that do really well in this space can see perhaps a 2% a year improvement in their own stock price and performance. So it, the economic rationale for being involved is very important. And then at this point, there are things that you should be focusing on. And I think the GC's role right now is to reach out to their peers on the executive leadership of their company and ask, what are the things that you think that are at stake that would really advantage us right now? What would you like to see changes? Because the slate is being wiped clear. Uh, the president-elect has said one of his top priorities in addition to addressing the COVID pandemic to getting the economy restarted again is to counterman uh, many of the actions of the Trump administration. And are there barriers, speed bumps, things that are restraining you and your company from doing more? Uh, take a look. And are there things that have worked that your concern could go away? Uh, take a look at those too. Get that multifunctional input from your colleagues and prioritize on where you want your government affairs resources to be applied. Uh, they should be focused on getting to the people on the transition teams and in Congress who are going to be moving into committee leadership in the Senate uh, to what should be on those list of things that should be countermanded through the various means out there, executive orders, Congressional Review Act, uh, budget reconciliation, the appropriations process, all the usual tools that are available to policymakers for these changes. And make sure that you're on the good list and the things that are important to you are off the bad list. So just to press a bit on this uh, situation currently, uh, you know, uh, Bob, you talked about it as uh, essentially a politics, but uh, you know, some companies would describe it as constitutionality and uh, others might say that, um, you know, in the past uh, racial equity was seen as a political matter uh, and now we see it as a uh, civic justice matter. So uh, how do you, I guess the question might be, what would one say to uh, the same people one is uh, talking to about DEI and one's organization about the situation in DC? Because I think many of them might see it as a, uh, you know, uh, condoning a riot and anti-constitutional activity, uh, trying to, uh, trying to invalidate a legitimate vote. Uh, you know, that, that, that's another way of looking at it. What does one say to, to those individuals? In other words, they'd be saying it is the agenda of the company to deal with this, uh, just as it is with certain other things. And there are a number of companies out there that are doing that. Uh, why, I'm not, I can't speak for, but uh, you've got everyone from IBM through to Hallmark Cards and, uh, and uh, Jamie Dimon uh, uh, withdrawing support from, from people who voted against the ratification of the, of the electoral votes. What do you do? What, what does one do? I think for many of those companies, and I know from talking to Tom about this when he was at a couple of his other more consumer focused companies that uh, you run the risk of a uh, of this cancel culture boycott and that the impact can be quite severe uh, in a number of companies. If you're an airline, if you're uh, uh, chain pharmacy, things of that sort, where Tom has been uh, in a leadership role, uh, the impact from can range from 5% of your normal sales to, to much higher, perhaps even a third, 
if uh, consumers are agile enough. So I think every company has to, to be deliberate and careful and not uh, be the sort of reactive uh, without sound reasoning. Define the line between politics and business um, and, and also, you know, help, help us think about the, those situations which appear to be, or some might argue are political and others say, no, absolutely not. These are, these are much more important. Um, look, I agree uh, that many issues which present initially as political are far more important. I think that the, um, there are positions that companies need to take uh, for the various constituent groups that they have, whether they be customers, uh, whether they be um, employees in your employee base. And frankly, there are positions that need to be taken out of principle uh, for leaders um, in particular. And so we should pay careful attention to that. I think we, we need to have ears that listen uh, to these things. But, but when it comes to the day-to-day -day elements that, you know, that the day-to-day governmental uh, decisions that will impact, you know, the day-to-day -day operations of the company, uh, we need to be taking a business as usual type of approach. That doesn't mean we ignore the other things that are happening and get in, and make decisions to get involved at certain times when matters of principle involved, but we have to pay close and careful attention to the day-to-day -day -day, day -day activities and impacts because those are the things uh, that will also have a lasting impact on our companies and our businesses. Bob, again, when we were talking before about this, uh, we discussed the importance of assessing the, uh, let's say the human capital side of, uh, of uh, the GC's resources in DC. And Bob, you had, Rob, you had a similar feeling that uh, you really may need to think carefully about, do you have the right people in the right places? Uh, do you have the right relationships now with the new administration? What's your, uh, what's your uh, sort of recommendations and judgment on, on that? When do you make those calls? How soon do you need to have uh, the right people or the new people if you do need people? What's, what's your advice on that? Uh, obviously having the right people is, is critically important. And remember we operate um, regardless of the size of our companies uh, through direct presence and indirect presence um, directly through employees like, like Rob, uh, who is among the best, the best at his game uh, through trade associations and the like, and leveraging those relationships. And that's, that's very important. Um, and then also through lobbyists and other representatives. Uh, and so, so there's a whole range of different activities there. Um, and then of course, through our own direct efforts, Rob taught me a long time ago that, that the, uh, the one, the one area of, of, uh, of interaction that is, overthought and overrated and, and, and uh, does not tend to yield a lot of fruit is sort of the executive to member of Congress uh, level of, of interaction. And I recall sitting with Rob about eight years ago, 10 years ago, probably now, where he, he reminded me that, uh, you know, when the, when the CEO goes and meets with a member of Congress, uh, often the first thing that comes out of that is a story at the country club. Uh, where they go back to their friends and tell them how they met with them. And um, what they hear from those members of Congress is not often uh, actionable or helpful at all. And as Rob says, in a role of, uh, of government relations, your job is to uh, lash yourself to the mast and, and row on. <laughs>
and, and ignore those signals and, and make sure you get, you're getting the right signals from the right people. Being authentic uh, is really important uh, for companies to have that authentic voice and you uh, can never start too early. Uh, get finding friends uh, when your house is on fire is a lot harder than uh, building up that account of goodwill ahead of time and finding those people who care about you and can be there when you need them. So the sooner you begin, the better. The only other thing I'll add to that um, with respect to this administration in particular, and I got this wisdom from a, uh, from a, uh, someone who has spent a lot of time in Washington and, and uh, kind of understands the decision-making process far better than I do. Uh, and his comment was that in, in the situation we find ourselves in now, uh, many of the legislative nuggets and tidbits that will affect your businesses are going to find their way into appropriations bills. They're not going to be in big grand uh, signature legislation and that it will be very important to have um, lobbyists, actual lobbyists uh, who have strong relationships with the senior members of the administration, because that's where that stuff gets picked out of legislation, particularly out of these appropriation bills. And so it's a, uh, so that was a piece of advice that was given to me and one that uh, we certainly intend to act on. In these last few minutes, let's hear from a few of the GCs who took part in the forum. We're gonna hear from Brandon Smith, GC at Tenneco, Ellen Chianara, GC for Alexion Pharmaceuticals, and lastly, from Scott Catlett, GC for Yum Brands. First, here's Brandon Smith. I would say our, our top priority with respect to uh, the government administration changing over is about vaccine policy distribution and that it's an area where uh, we're looking forward to the federal government perhaps taking a stronger role and helping to have the distribution of the vaccine roll out, but also getting some more clarity about what the priorities will be on the distribution. I know there's been a lot of conversation recently about the, the change to 65 and up, perhaps coming in ahead of frontline workers. And I know many of us that uh, on this call that have manufacturing facilities and frontline workers who have continued to put themselves in jeopardy, uh, we're really anxious to protect those workers and their families and uh, hopeful to partner with the Biden administration to make sure we get the vaccine rolled out to them as, as quickly as possible. Well, of course, protecting all the vulnerable population in the United States and abroad. So Brandon, if I understand you uh, right there, it's really a, a company priority, but it is also a view of a sort of responsibility priority that the vaccine is important to your people, but it's also something that the company is standing for for others. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if we think about it from one of our core missions within Tenneco is to support the communities in which we work. And we know that we can't allow people to get back to their livelihoods, to allow the economy to recover until we get a full vaccine rollout. So we want to do whatever we can to help support that. Ellen, uh, what's, what's your own personal one or, or group one, whatever you prefer to mention uh, for this, uh, this period? So for me, it was healthcare reform mm -hmm. um, so that uh, we can see what things continue over from some of the Trump administration's initiatives and um, otherwise what new proposals are, are made, um, especially around uh, drug pricing. And uh, how about Scott, What's your, uh, what, what was your take or what are you thinking about? I guess I came at it from a slightly different angle. I, mean, I agree both of those things are important. Certainly the vaccine issue is gonna be the key variable for the rest of this year. And, and the faster that happens, the better for all of us. 
and all of our businesses. But I guess, you know, my question was more focused on the events of the past few months and particularly what happened last week um, and questions around, you know, the stability of our uh, government and the stability of our society. And, you know, really, I guess my hypothesis is a stable society uh, with a government that is viewed as legitimate is probably more important to whether the business community succeeds than whether taxes go up 5% or minimum wage gets raised. That's my own perspective. Obviously, we could debate that. And, you know, personally, I do appreciate living in a democracy and I appreciate the rule of law. And I am a huge fan of America and all the opportunity it's given me. And I, I, I do question whether this truly is a business as usual type environment if we have you know, some significant percentage of the population who is questioning whether the next administration is legitimately elected. And you know, my concern is we haven't seen the end of this. The next week, obviously there's continued threats and it wouldn't surprise any of us if there were further disruptions and potentially tragedies. Um, and so I, I guess my question is, can we as the business community be a force for unity uh, when it comes to those issues, setting aside the politics and the policy questions, but just focused on the legitimacy and the stability of our, of our society and of our government. And that is gonna be the last word for this forum. The forum was made possible with the support of the law firm Debevoise and Plimpton LLC. Taking part in a discussion like this is just one of the advantages of joining the Vanguard Network, which organizes events, publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about Vanguard, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silbert. Thanks for listening.